I basically blinked my eyes and 15 years later found myself as senior vice president and the third generation running the operation. Hi and welcome to Working Well. I'm Suzanne McCabe from Life Switch Coaching and this podcast is about helping you to thrive in your career and your life. If you want to overcome workplace stress, build your confidence and get work-life balance back in your life, then this podcast is for you. Today in Working Well, I'm speaking to Cori Logaitis, known as Cori Lo. She's a strategist and coach for new entrepreneurs, and I'm speaking to her about choosing a fulfilling career. Cori, thanks for coming on the show today to talk to us. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How about yourself? I am doing well, thank you, yes. So Cori, many people end up spending years of their lives unhappy in their work, and that seems a real shame to me. I was really drawn to your story largely because it resonated in terms of my own story. So tell me how you came to find your own fulfilling career, the kind of background to to reaching that point. Sure. So I'll take you back to the very, very beginning. So when I went away to college, I graduated with a very expensive piece of paper that says I could draw well. So Mm -hmm. I went to art school, Uh which basically meant I couldn't get a job. So I was waiting tables and this really annoyed my father. My father was the second generation running our family's business. Mm -hmm. And so he had said, okay, well, instead of waiting tables, why don't you come work for the family business? You know, you could start off entry level. Um, You know, so they started me off as a graphic designer and I had figured it was going to be, you know, a temp gig until I figured out whatever it was that I wanted to do. And I basically blinked my eyes and 15 years later found myself as senior vice president and the third generation running the operation. Wow. Uh, So it was never anything I ever anticipated. And it was a very large company as well. So um, here in the United States, uh, we are an electronics distributor and we are covering the Northeastern United States. So large, large territory, lots of locations, lots of employees. And here I am, the art school grad, (laughs) finding myself running everything. And I absolutely love the work that I did, you know, because much to my own kind of um, disbelief, I am cut from an entrepreneurial cloth. Uh Uh, So it was never anything I ever anticipated to do. But once I was in it, it was kind of in my blood. It was very, very easy to get up and running. Um, I loved marketing. I loved sales. I loved the game. I liked the people that we worked with. Um, and, you know, and the other companies, cause I worked with everybody from mom and pop retailers all the way up to fortune 200 electronics brands. Uh-huh. Uh, so there was a lot going on. It was super exciting, but deep down, I always kind of felt that there was something missing uh-huh. and I couldn't quite pinpoint what it was. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time kind of thinking on, okay, well, you know, what is it that I should be doing? And I remember I was really thinking about this more during, um, the, a difficult point in my life. So I eventually found myself as a single mother of a five month old child, Okay, uh, escaped a, a bad relationship. So I'm in the middle of dealing with that behind the scenes while running this big company. Wow. And I was commuting over 20 hours a week. So it was taking me two hours to get to work and two hours to get back. Cause I had to move away from where I was and live with my parents, you know, during this whole tumultuous divorce. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, this isn't what I wanted, but I was in complete denial because basically I had everything in life that I had, you know, checked off, you know, in terms of goals, I had, you know, the big six figure career, you know, I was running a business. I always wanted to be a successful business owner. I was a mom, you know, at that point, granted my Mm -hmm. baby was young. 
Uh, I had just bought a new home, you know, so I, the white picket fence. So I was checking all those boxes. So in my head, I was like, you know what? No, everything is fine. You know, this is great. I should be able to hold this all together. So I muscled through and muscled through um, until the point that I was the one to discover that my post-divorce partner, so not my ex-husband, the my partner who I was with over a year and a half yeah. uh, after him had died by suicide. I was the one to find him. Uh, oh and I vividly remember, you know, standing on the lawn of his apartment because one of the things they don't tell you unless you're a suicide loss provide, uh, survivor is if you're the one to find them, you have to be cleared as a suspect by the detectives. Yeah. So um, it's traumatic experience to begin with. I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. Um, and I remember vividly thinking, you know, as I looked at the sun, it was like 90 degrees out that day. So I felt like hot tears, hot sweat dripping down my face thinking, Corey, everything could be gone in an instant. What the F are you doing with your life? Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So that kind of kickstarted a series of changes. So that's really where my career took the big pivot. But for me, what was different is I ended up creating my own thing because I couldn't find what it was I wanted to do. So I quit my six-figure career cold turkey. Uh, I started a business. I didn't know exactly what it was I was going to be doing at the time. I uh, started off as a coach. Mm -hmm. Within a few months, because of my business background, I had landed multiple paid clients, uh, which is unheard of, you know, for somebody just starting out. Um, I, within six months, had built a social media following of over 40,000 people. I had multiple press mentions. And in a year, I had landed a TEDx talk. So got a lot done when I finally fulfilled my purpose, you know, what I was meant (laughs) to be doing. Um, you know, and now I make a living helping other people, uh, figure out exactly what it is that they're supposed to be doing and how to profit from it. Yeah. Wow. Corey, that's, that's (laughs) an amazing journey. And to come from having that divorce, a small child commuting 20 hours a week, a very senior, presumably very pressure job you, you said yourself you were covering a huge territory in the northeast in a well-known company and then on top of that to find your partner has died by suicide and for you you know for you to find him it's just it, it was it, a lot I mean people talk about being overwhelmed it was like yeah like that was when I finally I was always in denial that overwhelm was not something that happened to me and it was at that moment that I was like, nope, it happens to me too. And that was my breaking point. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds it happens for it, everybody. It sounds like almost a switch for you where you just immediately went, you know, life can change in an instant. Yeah. And I'm really not happy doing what I'm doing and I need to do something different. Yeah. I describe it as, and I'm sure everybody can relate to this too. I call them pivotal life moments. Yeah. And you know, the, the divorce was an example of a pivotal life moment for me. So when the suicide loss came up, it was, it wasn't unfamiliar territory, Mm -hmm. right. Which made it a little bit easier for me to to handle. But even when you look at life today, you know, the pandemic is a quintessential pivotal life moment. Everything that happens after the event will always be different than the way life was before it. Yes. Right. And so, you know, divorce loss, Um, you know, all those things fall into pivotal life moments. Yeah, absolutely. I I think um, for me, um, I think, you know, uh, my mom had psychotic depression, so she was in hospital for a a number of years and then had to go into a nursing home for 
a number of years after that again because she needed full-time care and watching that as a close family member that was my pivotal experience I wouldn't say moment because it lasted years but it was a realization that life is short and life can change very quickly whether it's because maybe someone uh, passes away uh, because someone takes ill and they're not the same person or you're made redundant or what whatever it is for you things can change and it really makes you examine what's going on in your own life and and realize well maybe this isn't actually what I wanted you know exactly mm-hmm. um so what kind of process did you go through emotionally to to make that switch it sounds like it was like this sudden realization for you but how did you kind of process it emotionally in order to kind of get the momentum to start something new Mm -hmm. I think the big thing that a lot I'm sure anybody who's out there who's a type a overachiever like I am Uh, has difficulty with is the first thing I had to do is give myself space to actually feel my emotions. Yeah. Um, which you, the loss forced me to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, a typical, you know, Corey would just be pushing ahead, (laughs) you know, through whatever, very similar to my divorce. You know, I just kind of kept going. I had the five month old baby. I was running the company. I was going, 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 going. Uh And the suicide loss made me stop. Cause it got to the point that like I had to deal with my emotions because otherwise I was never going to be able to continue to move forward. Yes. So what I ended up doing was I really, number one, created that space. And for me, it's going to look different for everybody, you know, in the way that they do this. But for me to create that space, I needed to finally accept help with my son. Uh, I was always very proud, you know, as a single mom, I didn't really accept a lot of help, you know, babysitting him, watching him doing this. Doing uh-huh. Uh, so I really accepted time for that. I accepted, you know, people helping me out so that I could go, you know, on a walk, you know, outdoors in nature. Yes. Uh, I took up meditation was a very mm-hmm. big thing for me. I, yeah. I went on a regular basis uh, to a school to create that, um, uh-huh. picked up other um, activities like yoga, you know, which yes. again is very like inwards and you're able to really kind of think and meditate on what's going on. So I created a lot of space to fully feel my emotions and write them out and go through them as well as I, I was working with a therapist um, all throughout this time, yes. which is, it's kind of funny in hindsight, because I had actually started working with her. She was the, the therapist who had helped me through my original divorce. Right. And of course, you know, I had a post-divorce partner, so my wife was on the up and up, right? I was starting to rebuild everything. And I had brought her back into the loop because I couldn't figure out why during that time I was commuting so much. I knew something felt off, but I didn't know what it was. So I was like, let me go back to therapy to kind of see what this is. Yeah. (laughs) And then the loss happens in the middle of that, but she helped me obviously through all that. Uh, And the ironic thing is she's the one who suggested I become a coach. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it's funny the way things work out with that, but again, it's, you know, working through the emotions, making sure you have support mm-hmm. and, and having that support, creating the space to allow you to kind of feel through them, because if you don't feel through it and identify what that emotion means to you and why it's popping up, you're not going to be able to learn from whatever it is and be able to continue moving forward. 
Yeah, because you're you're always going to be stuck. It's always going to catch you out, isn't it? Um, Never mind just be stuck. You're going to relive the same thing over and over and over again until you address whatever it is that keeps popping up for you. Exactly. And it's going to show up maybe in dreams, for example, where, you know, you, you get the same recurring dream and you wake up in the morning and you go, yeah, I've still not dealt with that. I, I really this is actually, this is, that's a great thing that you mentioned too, because one of the things that I had noticed during this time frame, and this was really before I decided, you know, after I lost my partner, I was still working for the family company for a little bit before I made that, you know, that hard stop. And, uh-huh. quit. but during that phase, I kept having this recurring dream that I was at an airport and I couldn't find my gate. Uh, and it kept coming up. I either couldn't find my gate or I couldn't find my luggage or there was something that was missing. And when I actually did research on it, it meant that I was resisting some kind of a change, you know, that I was meant to be doing something different. Yeah, and I wasn't. And it's amazing. The second I quit my job, the the dream stopped. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I know um, what my my gran or my nana, as I called her. I think she had like a difficult relationship with her mother and she used to have this recurring dream where she was walking up this hill, but she never got Mm -hmm. to the top. Mm -hmm. And I think when her mother passed away, she was at the top of this mountain and she could see all around her and like things were so much clearer. Whereas Mm -hmm. before it felt like a dream where she was struggling, you know, and I, I always found that really, I just find dreams really interesting actually. But, um, yeah, so I guess your therapist suggested you become a coach and and we're talking today about fulfilling careers. So what was it that made you think that this would be a fulfilling career for you? You know, it's interesting because when the conversation came up, um, you know, we were talking about potential career options if I didn't run my family's business, which to me, again, that denial thing you know, I was being groomed for this for 15 years. So I was like, yeah. it's no other option. Uh-huh. You know, this is what I'm meant to do. And so she was throwing some ideas out there and she had mentioned, you know, coaching in particular because of my ability to just kind of push through problems. Coaching is very forward thinking, yes. whereas therapy, you're examining what happened in the past. Exactly. So I have no problem thinking in the forward, but that was not something I could recognize in myself. And when she had first mentioned it to me, I was like, are you nuts? No, there's no way I could do that. I didn't believe it. And truth was, you know, and I, I never admitted this to her at the time. And I really hope at some point in time, she watches this interview, but um, maybe two or three weeks before this conversation, I had watched Tony Robbins documentary on Netflix, uh, the I'm not your guru. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching him thinking like, oh my God, that is like so exciting. His ability to be able to change somebody's thinking through like a few questions. Yes. I was like, that would light me up. You know, I'm like, uh-huh. that, I would love to make money being able to do that, but that's not a possibility because I'm meant to run my family's business. Right. So I was in complete denial about it. And what ended up happening after she kind of planted the seed in my head was I started to explore, you know, looking at coaching certifications and what would be involved with actually creating that business. Cause again, I was coming from the electronics industry. So yeah. very, very different than, you know, the, the self-help and personal development. Of course. Industry. Yeah. And so I didn't know much about it, but through my educating myself, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I speak on a lot is it's up to us to build our own confidence. No one else can build your confidence, but you. 
Mm-hmm. So my therapist was able to see this ability in me, but it took me having to actually do the research and see what was involved to actually say, oh, wow, I've essentially been coaching my staff for the last 15 years. You know, I do this on a regular basis, like right. oh, it makes sense why uh-huh. she would think that I could do this. Uh-huh. So once I was able to figure all that out and build up the confidence in myself, it was easy to go out there. And like I said, I landed paying clients right away because I understood what my worth was. I knew what they were paying me for. Uh, all the business stuff kind of clicked in. You know, yes. but the important thing for me was I had to believe I could do it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, <laughs> you know, now that you're coaching, what is it that fulfills you about coaching? Being able to bring out the best in people. Yeah. Is the most fulfilling part for me. My my company mission is to help people recognize their talents and profit from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and very much in a way it pays it forward. Right. Because I just shared, you know, the story of how, you know, this therapist was able to do that for me. And now I get to do the same for other people because so many of us, you know, especially when you feel that you're unfulfilled, there's a reason why. Right. It's it's, you know, intuitively that you're meant to be doing something different. But for whatever reason, you have some kind of inner resistance Mm -hmm. that won't allow you to do it. So for me and my work, having that ability to be able to kind of pull it out of people you know, what it is that they truly want to be doing, but then being able to kind of fill that gap because of my business background, hey, this is how you can make money doing it. You know, because a lot of folks, they think that they need to find a job, quote unquote, that like meets that criteria. Mm -hmm. I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs at this point build businesses that don't technically exist because they have a skill set that's unique, that they can serve a specific kind of market that they were uniquely kind of put on this earth to be able to do. Yeah. And I just basically give them the business skills to be able to go out there and do it. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, because if they went and look for a job doing it, they don't exist. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so it's, it's basically seeing the person come to life, finding what their business is that's right for them mm-hmm. and building their confidence in the process. Yeah. Exactly. Confidence is a huge part of it because a lot of folks, they don't even go down the entrepreneur route because they feel like, I joke, it's entrepreneur imposter syndrome, right? They're like, I know nothing about business, you know? And the funny thing is, you know, and I tell everybody too, I have an art degree. Like I knew absolutely nothing about business. I learned by doing, right? You know, and it's one of those things, you are responsible for building your own confidence. So if I can help people basically get the toolkit of what they need to fill in the gaps of their knowledge so that they understand how it works and how they can help and serve people, then they could get compensated for doing so. And ultimately the entire world is a better place because there are clients, it's a win-win for them. It's a win-win. Um, and you know, every day I go to bed happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I've been what? able to, to have that kind of an impact. Yeah. It, it's great to see a change, a positive change in someone else's life and to know that you're a catalyst in doing that. That's how I see mm-hmm. it. Um, just someone coming in, you know, for me, uh, my focus is more on helping with uh, stress and burnout and mm. overcoming anxiety. And yes, of course, ultimately, we work on uh, the client working towards goals that are important to them. But first, they need to get over those challenges. Um, and I find a, the reward in seeing, looking back and seeing the client's journey from stressed and anxious or depressed and coming through all that and challenging the thinking and then going on to realizing their worth and realizing their potential because they've built that confidence up and they've built 
the resilience to be able to handle better some of the stresses in their life as well. Um, right. So, yeah, I totally get that. It's very rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm wondering then, Corey, what advice do you have for anyone that has cause to question what career they should do? Trust the, trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. Your intuition, like, you know, like you could feel it. Yeah. Right. If something doesn't feel right, you're going to resist doing it. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, they, they struggle with procrastination quote unquote. And I'm of the belief that if you procrastinate on one specific thing for too long, that more than likely it's your intuition telling you it's not the right path for you. Sure. Um, so I think learning how to trust your intuition and following it is really what's the important part to figuring out what that is, because ultimately for me, you know, it was kind of removing those roadblocks, you know, all along, even like when, you know, talking about my therapist and her planning the idea for coaching in my head, that intuition was there for me. You know, I watched the Tony Robbins documentary. I lit up that excited me. Yeah. Like, you want to follow whatever lights you up and excites you. Um, and had I not, you know, more or less self-sabotage myself by not trusting my intuition, it, I would have gotten there much faster. Uh-huh. So yeah. that would be like my number one tip. <laughs> yeah. So trust your intuition basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think like, if you're not aware of it, then it will show up other ways anyway. It will show up as uh, physical symptoms like stress or Mm -hmm. you'll start getting stomach acid or you'll start getting sore backs or shoulders or necks or whatever that weren't there before. And if you really tune into that and kind of sit with it, then you Mm -hmm. will realise that there's something off, there's something that needs addressed in your life that needs to change. Yeah. So... Corey, you've had an incredible journey and I really appreciate it that you've come on the podcast today. Thank you. Um, Where can people find out more information about you? Sure. I'm easy to find online. So my website is coreylow.com. And you can find me on every social media platform. My handle is I am Corey Low. I am Corey Law. Okay, mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, listen, I'll put that in the show notes so people can find you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just want to thank you again very much for chatting with me today and take care. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. If you'd like to know more about what I do here at Life Switch Coaching, then you can go to my website at www.lifeswitchcoaching.com. Or you can email me at suzanne at lifeswitchcoaching.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E at lifeswitchcoaching.com. Thanks very much for listening and take care.